Who are the people who have made the biggest impact on your life? You know, the ones who are available to give you advice when you had a difficult decision to make or who you could reach out to when you weren't sure how to handle a situation. Or maybe you didn't have that, like so many people today. Our guest is Robin Jennings, and he believes that whether or not you've had a mentor for the biggest moments in your life, you can and even must be one for the younger generation. In his latest book, A Letter to the Church and the Next Generation, Jennings uses the book of James to frame a model for mentoring that not only challenges us to mentor others, but gives us the tools to do it. Join us for a conversation about growing as men and as mentors and hear Robin's answers to five big questions here on Made to Thrive. Are you tired of just going through the motions? Do you know that there's more to life, but you aren't sure how to become all God made you to be? Are you looking for a community of people who aren't perfect either, but who want to be fully alive? This is Made to Thrive. Each week we encourage, equip, and empower you on your journey as we interview experts and share resources to help you every step of the way. Let's thrive together. Robin Jennings, welcome to Made to Thrive. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Sam. Good to be with I'm, you. Yeah, I'm excited to connect and, and just to be able to, to uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the books you've written and then really being able to talk about all of this in the in the framework as we were talking about before we started recording about being able to mentor, being able to, to pass on to the next generation. Um, and oh you know, my, my most pressing one is my kids, but <laughs> there's, sure. there's a lot of other next generation out there. Um, and so I guess I'll, I'll start with a question about like, what, what's, what's on your heart about that? Or why is, why is that something that's really important for you? I want to say everything. Uh, hmm. I'm the old generation. <laughs> so <laughs> the new generation, the next generation is the, I'm not going to say the name of the game, but to be able to pass on not just legacy, but wisdom and, um, a way in which uh, they can uh, uh, grow. And now, you know, I'm a religious guy, so I'm going to mm-hmm. say grow in Christ because mm-hmm. uh, here again, there's all kinds of ways people want to grow these days. And Sam, you want to be careful when you push up my button. Remember, I'm a preacher. I'll start talking. I, I want to start out early. I, <laughs> okay. I don't have much to say in this conversation. I figured if okay. I just kick, kick over those first few dominoes, I could just let you go right. for a while. Well, there's no period at the end of the sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> I right. just talk. But but with all that said is that, um, you know, so many of these kids, yeah, I, I want to grow, but, but do you want to change? You know, mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. two words go together. And that, again, brings um, kind of not where the rubber hits the road kind of thing, but but a sense of um, the, the and, I, and I hesitate to use the word friction, but but it is mm. it's the sense of of um, uh, the, the 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 desire uh, that that meets really the need in ways for these young people to find satisfaction. Mm. And well, as Jesus calls the abundant life, and that doesn't mean a new car. It doesn't mean, you know, a fancy home. The abundant life is this life with God. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. put a period at the end. So and you can ask anybody was. who has gotten the new car in the big house yeah, that yeah. it isn't it. Right. But it's, yeah. it's funny to see the the trap of the pursuit. Oh, it's, boy. Uh, it's, I think John Maxwell calls it destination disease, right? Yeah. When I get there, then, but then you get there. And you're like, no, <laughs> really? <laughs> well, and, and again, I'm not, I don't mean to uh, p- 
again put down this next generation mm-hmm. but but they are the trophy generation you know mm-hmm. they're, they're all looking for trophies awards encouragement mm-hmm. pats on the back all those kinds of things all of which are great and fun but at the same time embedded in that is comfort 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 be nice mm-hmm. um you know all this kind of thing well, that's where I was going, I think, when I was, was talking about friction, was there's a little discomfort to change. Did you know that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's yes. not not that it's not natural, but, but it is, again, an aspect of uh, development that you've heard growing pains, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's such a big part of, of raising kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I wonder how much it's different for kids, you know, people who are kids now, and I'll say kids up into earlier mid twenties, uh, in terms of this generation, but what's, what has changed is the access to immediacy and the accessibility to, right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's the, and I fall into it too. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking just, just because I can send a message at any, at any hour, and then I send it and I know the person has on the other end has the capability to reply at any hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah I've set yeah. this internal clock running, like, hey, come on, like 24. I want to know what you said, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think because of the tools that we have, the tools are conditioning us maybe in ways that we don't realize that are um we're we're seeking for something other than the actual result, right? We're we're or we're we're missing that 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 almost I will go back to it like an agrarian cycle of knowing that there are seasons, knowing that there, there are yeah. things where that force us to slow down a little bit. It's Sabbath. Time. <laughs> Sabbath. <laughs> <All> the, <right? laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that what you're observing as well? Yes. And again, look at me as a, not just an old man, but a grandfather who, mm. you know, gets a tear in his eye, <laughs> you know, when he sees his grandkids, cause they're so sweet and so cute yeah. and I love them yeah. and I don't want anything to go wrong, you know, but, but this mm. is life. And then, and you may cancel this or edit this, Sam, when I say this, but I don't you know anything, man. You're okay. Here we go. Teaching sex, teaching sex to a five-year-old yep. sends me through the roof. Yes. You yes. know, I mean, and, and here's the reason why it's not because I'm a prude and I'm a jerk and all this kind of stuff, but you know, these kids are overexposed, mm-hmm. overexposed mm-hmm. Uh, to information um, way too early. Right. For their good. Yeah. For the, well, it's for it's them. an imbalance of of information and wisdom, right? Like we that, we don't get the we don't get them at the same time. If we get the wisdom too, you can handle the information. Yeah. You don't get and you don't, you get the the information before the wisdom, it. and you're like, I don't want to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. And and at the same time, and this is where I was going with this as well, as they're underexposed. They're mm, underexposed to real life experiences because we comfort and coddle and pat them on the head. I mean, yeah, not we, not you, Sam, but no, but, no, you know, the the mothers, other and, parents, parents, yeah, right, other parents who live next door yeah. to me. <laughs> but but you know, that's being underexposed to real life experiences, mm. then pushes them later, later, later yeah. in life. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then so by the time they're forty, they're saying, "I don't know how to cook," you know, yeah. or I didn't know. <laughs> okay, you yeah. get my drift. Yeah, no, I, I I read recently. I can't remember the book, but it talked about the the real meaning of adolescence as preparation. And I think we look at adolescence now as very much like as delay. Yeah, like how, how can I kick this can down the road as much as possible instead yeah. of how can I be prepared as possible? Yeah, for what's 
for what's coming. And that, and that comes through growth. And, and unfortunately for a microwave society, growth is not an overnight thing. So especially uh-huh. spiritual growth, would you write about, which, sure. I mean, that's, whew, that's yeah. <laughs> so many more things. Well, and it, it's, and I, and I hesitate to separate spiritual growth mm. from physical growth because the two, your body is the temple of the spirit. You know, I mean, mm. this, this understanding of the spirit, as in for us, the Holy Spirit <laughs> enters into our, our being and our life and relates and unites us to the will of God in ways that um, I think does then provide us with this, what we might call spiritual knowledge. Mm. Uh, which we can talk about, but but again, back to a five-year-old. I think we we missed the point. <laughs> you know, he just wants cereal with milk. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, but but at the same time, I think there is a, a calling now for dads, especially uh, mm. for fathers, for men. Um, and I don't want to just say men with boys, men with girls. Sure. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, my goodness, it's it's a it's a calling that um, is really really now when you ask what's on my heart that's what's on my heart and i've i've got i don't know your age sam but my my kids are now uh you know 35 to 45 in age and um they're they're at that stage where they're actually listening to the old dad <laughs> and they look at me like how did you do this <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is i don't know if you know this one from mark twain he says when i was 14 my dad was so stupid i couldn't stand to have the man around and i was amazed at how much he learned in just seven years <laughs> so there you go yeah <laughs> yeah no that that's that's definitely the case and i think it i think too there's there's something about this the spiritual growth journey where you can almost, if you think about it as a journey, there's not a finite endpoint, right? Yeah. Like I think we want to rush the to the finish line, but if you don't, uh, one of my favorite books is uh, Simon Sinek's The Infinite Game, and he talks about this idea that when you play infinite games like life, parenting, yes. uh, he even says business and politics, yeah, but you play them by finite rules, yeah, you mess everything up, yeah, because you you manufacture an artificial finish line Well, there is no finish line, but then you're, you're, you're pressurizing everything. You're trying to compact everything. You're, you're in a race with other people around you. And what you miss out is the, the, the step-by-step growth. It's the, the journeying with all of these things that really allow you to then mature and to have that growth. And, and, and what is, what is the saying? I want what I want and I want it now. (laughs) <laughs> you know the tyranny yes. of the urgency mm-hmm. of, of yes. urgency and yes. oh my gosh and that's the other aspect of being comfortable is convenience <laughs> you know we want it now and uh if it's not wham you know i mean then then we flip into that place of anxiety and stress and worry mm-hmm. and you know on and on it goes yeah yeah. Yeah. We, we've, we've built these little castles around ourselves, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. How does this, how does this relate to, and, and what's your call when you, your book, uh, a letter to the church and yeah. the next generation, uh, how does this, how does that emerge from this? What, what, maybe what your antenna are up for right now, what you're seeing. Sure. People. Good, good question. It, um, <laughs> I, I had been in the parish ministry for over 40 years. So 
I've been around the block mm. and actually in, in one parish, the, my last prayer, my almost my only parish was about 35 years mm. and people, how did you do it? What'd you do? You know, aren't, aren't you crazy? Weren't you not? Then wasn't it boring? You know, all this, you know, all the negative stuff comes pouring out and um, what, and, and I don't want to be trite, but to bloom where you're planted uh, right. was really a big part of that time. I mean, I never, and I don't want to sound like Satchel Page. I never look back, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, because I did, <laughs> I learned, I learned from so many mistakes, no question about that. But at the same time, there was that sense of progress of moving forward. You're right. There was not a finish line. It wasn't a gold mm. watch at the end as much. as It was sort of the well done, good and faithful servant. You know, that, that understanding of, um, if you will, the race. Yeah. Um, but to your question, um, one of the things that I was aware of, again, in uh, understood was the the men in the parish, you know, because you talk about the bake sale, we're going to have a used clothing sale, um, who wants to be on the flower guild, you know, who mm -hmm. wants to, I mean, and, and again, I'm not being a jerk here or sexist or yeah. anything like that, yeah. but, but you're observing and commenting. Yeah. I got you, Robin. Okay, I got thank you. you. But, but, you know, how do you begin to direct attention to men? And so would you be an usher and would you uh, count the money at the end of the service? And, and and those things were good, but limited, so limited. So again, to begin to equip the men, the fathers, in ways that um, they were um, contributing, but also growing in their own right. And mm. this is where the mentor, the idea of being a mentor, a spiritual mentor comes in. And I think this is what your question is asking of, of this latest book that I wrote, yeah. Bearing Witness. Um, you know... Bearing witness, and, and also I come out of an Episcopal church, a mainline denomination. It's, it's pretty stuffy and tight-lipped and buttoned up, and, <laughs> and they're good people, don't get me wrong. But but at the same time, the idea of witness wasn't what we do. <laughs> you, know, mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of, it's like the salad fork was in the wrong place or something, you know, what, what, what is this? Why did you do, you know? So I had to kind of be subtle about it and slip it in there in ways that, uh, it made sense. In fact, I don't know if you're familiar with the writer Dallas Willard, that name. Yeah, I'm only becoming uh, recently familiar and wow. looking forward to diving in. Oh, get a pot of coffee while you're at it because <laughs> it's it's pretty strong stuff. Some of his writing, you know, is, is he was a philosopher as well out of the University of Southern California. But I bring this up because he talked a lot about the importance of being an apprentice and mm -hmm. uh, and you know sharing your craft. Um, and I thought that was so good and so right on. Um, but that also almost sounded limiting, limiting uh, to um, a particular skill or trade, you know, like, uh, right. you know, uh, being a, an engineer or appliance or, or maintenance or, you know, um, electrician, something mm -hmm. like that, where, mm -hmm. which or carpenter, you know, all of which is good. I mean, I, I'm questioning it all except to say this idea of being a mentor appealed more uh, to a larger group of men yeah. where they could do it at home and they could do it at church. And it obviously at work because mm -hmm. they had been mentored at work. Right. Right. Got it was it. relatable to them to be they able to see, it. I know yes. where this makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You get, and this is so much the case. Oftentimes I think whether in our faith or parenting or whatever it is, is if you can deliver the context first yeah. and then the content, 
yeah people get it more like okay now i know why in the world you're telling me this yes <laughs> now this makes sense <laughs> so does it make sense what i'm saying to you <laughs> yes it does thank you sam yes, it took it a is. while to get out it no it's fine <laughs> I, I think that's that is the call to because i think about like you're talking about okay guys usher and are the treasurer or this is they're the deacons you know yeah. so they have the yeah, yeah, landscape yeah. and women you know are are serving in the nursery and doing this yeah. other stuff like i don't remember any of this stuff from first corinthians 14 or you know like none of these are like the spiritual gifts that we have and, uh, right there you it's go. so we've so much ratcheted down i i think yes the mentorship one is is probably a scary enough call to call to to invite people to right like yeah I, I think people want to invite want to be invited to something a little bit more challenging <laughs> than you know rearranging the deck chairs you know yes. uh and and that's is that what is that part of this next generation call? Because yes, we're kind of like we're all on the hook yes. for what's coming up next. <laughs> yes, and 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 actually, this is where our church is picking this up now in a way mm. that I think is um, really a, a, an intentional uh, program. Were you the one using the word intentional a moment ago, or in terms yeah. of with your children? Yeah, yes. and and I think that really is something uh, that is part of our vocabulary now, you know, or culture is the word that is used often now for church. But uh, when we're looking at these uh, young people that are graduating from college and they're not quite ready for prime time yet, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, they've come out of COVID. Yes. Um, this, this particular which, group of people. Yes. In the last whoa, few years. Yes. Whoa, squashed them, crushed them, burned them. You know, in fact, I don't know if you're familiar with Barna Research, um, but they yeah they actually co-wrote the Intentional Father that we were talking about. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. There you go, David Kinnaman. Good. Yeah, they're good people, and uh, they're like sort of the Gallup poll or Pew, you know, right. research for for the church. And one of the things that they're saying now is this: this generation that is coming out of college now are burnout. Are you there, Sam? I, burn out. I am. They are burned out. I, I, had, I hadn't call. even lit a. I, I had not lit a match when I was 20, 20 years old. I didn't even know what yeah, burnout the, was. The kindling was dry. You were ready. Oh to my go. goodness! Yes. It was green. Yes. It was green. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and I and I should. I don't mean to laugh, but I. But it sure. is. It is this sense of uh, mm. they're whipped before so they even funny. started. Yeah. And so okay, now what? And yeah. this is, mm. this is, this is serious stuff, you know, and you read all about the stuff with drugs and depression sure. and on sure. and on and on that, that, yep. and suicide and things that it's just, you know, you're going, Oh, come on. You know, you've just started. Let's go. Yeah. But, yeah. But they need that, that's, that mentorship to, to breathe life into them. Yes. Yeah. And you can do it. Yeah. A little that's encouragement so goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. How did you see this in James's life or James's letter? Um, it's, <laughs> it's one of those it's, mentor. <laughs> it's the it's the fight because it, he's in such an interesting spot, right? So, like, kind of all the hubbub has died down, right? Yeah. Jesus shows up, you uh, know, well. resurrection. <laughs> like, but I mean, it's like you're you're now kind of living it. Like we talked about the new normal. Like he's living in a new normal time, which is like, all right, I guess you know the the Jesus has ascended. Like we're we're kind of back to like being on our own now from this spot. I've got a. I've got to now be able to talk to the church and say, look, there's a responsibility part where we've got to play. We can't, we can't sit around and wait, you know, as much as we're looking up to the heavens, you know, yeah. still looking at Jesus gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
we kind of we kind of got to get moving a little bit. Uh, and so his his letter is is one. You're saying that's one of mentorship to the the new church. Yes. Uh, as I say, he was the original mentor. And Sam, I want to work on your doctrine of the Holy Spirit too. Go for it. Fire away. <laughs> because here again, Jesus hasn't left us. He's not absent. He's present with us. That's true. The power of the yep. Spirit. Okay. Yep. Did I get an amen at the yeah, other end? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and with that spirit, you remember talking about the fruits of the spirit that we're mm-hmm. talking about. And mm-hmm. here we go. And this is where you want to bear fruit. You want to flourish. You want to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where this life starts to really kick into high gear. Um and, and this is, again, um, through the calling and through the, uh, the following of Jesus, uh, following, following him. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's not that we start all over, but we pick up. And, and he's the one who says, I, you know, Jesus, I'm going to empower you to do greater things than I. So let's go. Yeah. Um, it's and and this is life in his kingdom, too, that's now made available to us, which is a whole nother discussion and story. But your question <laughs> to me, Sam, if I can back up, was about yes. James. Yeah. And yes, uh, you read those little five, what are they, five chapters of James. <laughs> it's like a hand grenade going down the aisle. <laughs> each church, one. You know, I mean, it each just blows one, each up. chapter, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty strong. And yet James, as you know, biblically is considered a brother of Jesus mm-hmm. now get scholars in on the act <laughs> and it gets, it gets real conflicted in terms of, you know, I mean, some will start with this. He was an elder brother. Well, how can that be if Mary was a Virgin <laughs> Mary, you know, stop it. <laughs> you know, so it, it, they run all the gamut to that, That's to fine. being his little brother. And then, then looking at Joseph after um, really his baptism and visitation in the temple, you don't get much from Joseph anymore. And so scholars will say, well, he died. In an early and not in an early age, he was older than Mary. And so then where where did Mary get all these kids? Well, Joseph had been married previously. And these are cousins or these are stepchildren, you know, and Mary just got a whole bundle of kids to take care of when Joseph, you know, so you it's you take something or or he was a brother. Like we're brothers, you and I. We're brothers. We're we're, you know, so you know, there's all kinds, and I'm going all around in circles, but interpretations of what that means, except sure. in my book, back to me, <laughs> I call James a living link. Hmm. He nice. walked hand in hand with Jesus. Which is the and most important the point way, of this. Amen. That, that's it. You <laughs> For at least three years, he knew him yeah. really well. Let's just say yeah. that part. Yeah. And you start chapter two in John at the wedding of Cana of Galilee, and there's James witnessing a miracle. And he goes, what in the world was this all about? You know, so watch him develop in his faith and grow in his faith mm-hmm. to the point of the resurrection, to the place of the resurrection. Um, where Jesus says to John, take my mother home. Uh, this is my mother. You are, uh, this is your, your son. And there's James standing there like, wait a minute, what about me? You know, mm. well, here's not, here's the deal, but, but this is the community of faith that's being formed around the resurrection and around the power of the spirit. James, um, excuse me, John and Mary go back to Jerusalem. Well, again, scholars will say James is the first bishop or first 
pope mm. or first leader, which, which by the way, is heresy to Rome, <laughs> but but of Jerusalem. That might be why they say it. That's fine. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it can also be the beginning of the Eastern Church and compared mm. to the Western Church. You know, so it, it, there's all kinds of church history that gets wrapped up in those little. Your question about tell me about James and was he really a mentor? And the and the response is yes. They called him Camel Knees mm. because he prayed on his knees so much his knees were swollen <laughs> now, that's a legacy you know, to pass on right yeah and the other thing scholars are now saying and you know you take scholars for <laughs> whatever you want however you want to take them but um his letter was the earliest if not one of the first letters mm. in the scripture it was written in the early 40s mm. they had they had it dated back in the 90s or the hundreds 110 now they're pushing it back to the 40s for several different reasons. Yeah. So with that said, again, this is hot off the press of the resurrection. And, and when you talk about, you know, now what do we do? James comes in. That's great. That's right. So and what's interesting too to chart is I think a lot of times people get to a certain point and they've got they've learned a bunch of lessons. They've got yeah. this, they've got their own all their own growth. And what you're positing is don't let that go to waste. Uh-uh. Turn around and, and and reach back now, and you yeah. you can bring people up with you. And I, I don't think there's enough of that. I don't, I don't want to even say like an obligation, but is an, uh, seeing it as an opportunity to say, "Well, heck, I figure out some things. Maybe yeah. I could be helpful. <laughs> Maybe I could be helpful for other for others around me too." Yeah, um, I don't know if it's not being asked or like you're talking about. Maybe the church not calling it out. Right. Uh, but I think there are a lot of people who have a lot of lessons. And experiences to learn or to share, but they aren't. And there's there's a these are kind of the the, the acres of diamonds that we're not getting into, right? We're not we're yeah, not yeah. we're not digging in saying there, there's some rich stuff here for it benefits everybody. Yeah. Well, and and rich stuff and diamonds of acres. Uh, what did Jesus say? <laughs> the harvest is rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, the harvest is full. Yeah, the labors the labor, are few. few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this is, again is my calling, or what I would like to lay out uh, for your uh, listening audiences. This is the the call for mentors. Is really uh, the drum is beating. <laughs> the call is there. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. What this this might be not something that you think about very often, but what is the benefit to someone who is a mentor? How do how do they how do they benefit or maybe sure. grow in this in this way? Because I think we might think of this as very much a, a one directional yeah. uh, exchange. A good mentor, it's not it, it is not one directional and it's not top down. Um, Sam, uh, I don't know how to say this, <laughs> but I don't know if, if you're you're a, you're a father now. You're listening to this young generation. <laughs> um. It's a whole new, <laughs> whole new vocabulary, whole new zone, mm-hmm. all new stories coming out. Uh, they're on their phone. I don't know about your kids, but so many of them have all. My that kids don't have phones time. yet. Yeah, yes, pop them, I know pop what you're them. saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hang tough, buddy. But but where I'm again going with this is it is two way, and um, the need to listen is as strong as the need to communicate mm. and and put words around this mentoring and, and hearing um, their cry, you know, um, back again to uh, this is Gallup and this is Pew. And, and I would imagine Barna would, would sure. 
confirm this. Uh, so many of these kids say I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I'm sure you've heard this again and again. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like 75% or, I mean, just a large number. I'm spiritual, but not religious. Well, our job as mentors is to say, that's really interesting. <laughs> And you bite your lip. <laughs> tell, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Tell me about those spirits. Tell me about your, what is spiritual? You know, then they start, you know, if they're from Colorado, they talk about the mountains. and <laughs> That's right. Mother Nature's and, like 15 miles that way. <laughs> and if you're in Louisville, you talk about the Ohio River. And <laughs> no, but with all this said is, yeah, nature's great. Now tell me, tell me more about, you know, what happens with you and nature and all of this. Mm. And, and and then also, are there other spirits that are at work in your life? Because, you know, there's mm. spiritual warfare. There's a lot of spirits that are at work. And the, one of the reasons for religion, and, and by the way, did you know I'm both spiritual and religious? I've heard that's possible. You know, I'll, I'll throw that into the, you know, and they look at you like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, but religion literally means to tie together bind together the mm. spiritual life you know mm. so th- this is this is part of again our way of taking this conversation and not reshaping it or reforming it but again applying it in ways that they're able to hear and they're going great. Well, I never thought of religion like that yeah i always thought of it as you know sin or i always thought of it as you know not to never mind <laughs> dance. Not to dance. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it clean for your podcast. That's right. That's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I heard, and it's funny too, because when I think about it, well, okay, for you, what's the difference between spiritual and, and religious is like, I, I get the spirit part. I, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to think there's something more than me and so on. I just don't want to, I don't want the rules. Right. And that's right. where uh, I heard uh, recently a quote, and it was something to the effect of, he who is a slave to the compass has the freedom of the seas. And this idea of, yeah, this is actually kind of gives me some lanes to run in instead of just wandering randomly. Yeah. And that, that, that's one thing I think it might be really cool to, as a response from the church is, is this mentorship idea of, you know, why don't I, why don't I be the first person through the minefield? So you don't have to be, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like not yeah. as a, in a restrictive way, but some of this stuff's going to hurt. Yeah. Would you like me to point out which berries are poisonous before before <laughs> yeah, we get right. too far down the trail? Exactly. You know, I'm not telling yeah. you to not eat them. You go, yeah. go right ahead and eat them if you'd it's like. A nice, it's a nice there. snake. Poisonous. Yeah, it's a nice snake, but don't pat it on the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His personality is great. The front end of him is not <laughs> yeah. ideal. Yeah. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. I wonder if that could be a response in mentorship to, you know, mentorship can be a response to this idea of I want to kind of think that I have, you know, that I can have it all, no rules, no restrictions, and, and maybe showing, you know, where where are their bumpers? Where are their guardrails yes. that can be helpful? Not in a don't, but in a, here's what I experienced. Here's the scars, yeah. <laughs> the scrapes. Yeah, no question. Yeah. And and again, not to get political, Sam, but <laughs> with, with what you're saying too is, again, what the uh, demographics are saying and you've heard probably this expression of the nuns. It's not the religious order nuns, yes. but it's those who circle none of the above. Mm. Have you heard that before? I yes. mean, there's, yeah, like, there's again, a lack like of affiliation. 
Yeah. Um, not are you Christian? No. Are you Buddhist? No. Are you Hindu, Islam, Jewish? None of the above, you know, is what they circle. This is where I get political, Sam. <laughs> Fire away. East, I, well, I've been to East Germany um, and I've been to West Germany and bef- after they uh, join. But East Germany is still dark. Mm. Um, the people are hollow. Mm. The, uh, the life is broken. There's no church. There's none of the above except for communism. Mm. Okay. And I'm not saying this again about all Russians, but this stuff going on with Ukraine right now is driving me nuts, you know, and, and the desire, the need, the calling again for a power that's greater than yourselves and not a nuclear bomb and not Putin and not, you know, but come on you all. Okay. How's that? Would you vote for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I did not think we were going to be <laughs> unveiling your campaign on okay. this episode. But, However, but in all seriousness, you can see when they say none of yeah. the above, then what is the power that you're believing in? And and, and uh, by the way, who are you following? Mm. Are you following Tom Brady? Mm. You know, LeBron James? Uh, you know, who's the power? Who, who are you following? And, and do they love you back? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have I said enough? <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. And, and that's, I, I like what you're saying there. Cause I think I talk about a fair amount um, with friends of mine and projects I'm working on about marketing. I talk about uh, the day of the guru is dead and it's because the guru is so far ahead of us. They don't know we exist. We can't relate, but a mentor is somebody who is, right by you right that it's it it draws that you know oh no i don't understand what you're talking about i invite you to tell me like you know i don't don't have to have all the answers but i i'm i'm committing to have proximity yeah and i I don't know i I don't know if if there could be a better gift for young people probably people in general yeah (laughs) then the the, the promise of church i'll see you in church i'll say hi sam and then you'll introduce yeah. me to your wife and then you'll yeah. introduce me to your kids. And they'll mm-hmm. say, who is that guy? You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a guy I have coffee with every now and then. He's nice <laughs> That's guy. right. He's a nice yep. guy. Yeah. And, you know, but those kind of relationships, you ask what's in it for, for the mentor. And it's this kind of thing. It's not just imparting wisdom. Um, and it's not just, again, uh, uh, finding a buddy or a friend, mm-hmm. you know, because we're it's it's not. And I don't want to sound like a, a codependent kind of relationship, sure. you know, where yeah. I, I, I rely on, you know, uh, Sam's keeping me young. Right. I need to <laughs> be know, needed. That kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah. need to be needed. Yes. That, yes. that kind of stuff. No, this is again. But what you get back is is again the 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 change, the transformation, the light, you know, that goes on mm. uh, with the person, the mentee that you're working yeah. with. Yeah. But then also you, it's it's important to have the person set some goals uh, or Mm. set some kind of an objective or some thumps, something again, to your point, that's not the finish line, but it's a a way in which they can expand their God given gifts that they've received so far, you know, because that that's important. Again, when you start to tap into this thriving uh, flourishing life that we've been talking about that that really is of the spirit the spirit's given you gifts let's talk about what those gifts are that's awesome that is a great segue into uh our five big questions robin we're gonna wrap up Uh-oh. Uh-oh. with this rapid fire 
<laughs> Great. <All right. laughs> now I would say the rapid fire questions, but they don't have to be rapid fire answers. So okay. <laughs> okay, good. feel free to, How long do to I dig have? in. <laughs> yeah, 15, 14 and a half minutes. Okay. Go. So all right. So uh so the first question we're talking about this idea of thriving, the abundant life, all of that is is why aren't more men thriving? What's holding them back? Okay. Um I, I would say a, a quick response is that we have uh, been trained by a culture that we live in here, at least a first word world culture. And we talked about materialism and, and, and capitalism comfort. and consumerism and mm-hmm. uh, convenience, comfort, all those kinds of words start to flow in, but it makes us very self-centered. Mm. And, and you mean other people, me, right? Not, I just <laughs> I'm, want to not, I'm not looking at you. We're talking about no, all right, but but uh, and, but again, when I say self-centered, that means we think about what I'm going to say next. We mm. think about what I just said. We think about ourselves. We think about our thoughts. We think about you know how I'm projecting myself. Am I doing a good job? Will you tell me, Sam? <laughs> we give me a thumbs up. You know all this kind of stuff. It's all about me. Yeah. By the way, the blessed Trinity, me, myself, and I. <laughs> It's replaced <laughs> a potentially more blessed one. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So the movement from being mm. in a, a self-centered lifestyle to a centered self that's centered mm. now in Christ, that's that's back to the mentor. That's the direction. That's the movement that's taking place in the soul and in the spiritual life of all of us. Um, and and th- there again, it's not that we ex- that we we uh, give up on the self-centered life sure. because we have feelings and that hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. there, there's things that we do that are really stupid. You know, we make poor decisions. <laughs> I won't go into that detail, but you know, we, <laughs> you're about we, to, because this next question is coming up. Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. I've said enough, but you <laughs> no, catch no. my drift. You catch yeah. my yeah. drift. No, yeah. I, okay. I think that's one because self-centered, leads to isolation. And and my good friend, Aaron Walker says, isolation is the enemy of excellence and it's the enemy of thriving, right? When we're, we're when, and, wow. and we are wow. allowed to, and I would say in our current culture, our current church culture, we're more or less allowed to be isolated. Yeah. Even if we're saying hi, even if we are, you know, picking our kids up in the nursery at the same time, it's, it is, Hey, I'm fine. You tell me you're fine. We're good to go. And I can, yeah. I can move on and, and, continue on. And that, that, I think that that hampers a lot of us because iron sharpens iron requires contact, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So mistakes you've made. Question number two, Robin, when were oh. you thriving and what changed? Oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> I've never made a mistake. Yeah. Okay. All right. So is your wife available? I just want to ask yeah. her a quick question. <laughs> no, don't you dare. Uh, <laughs> actually, we're coming up on 50 years of, oh, of awesome. blissful marriage. And, and here's what she's told me. And this is her idea of humor. She says, you know, I let Robin make all the big decisions and I just make the little ones. <laughs> and so yeah. far there's been no big decisions. That's it. There you go. I was waiting, I was waiting <laughs> so, for that. <laughs> so there you go. That's the humor. Um, but uh, with that said, I think, uh, yeah, that's that's been a mistake is, is priorities mm. and, and mm. losing balance. Um, going 24 seven, a little compulsive, somewhat workaholic. Sure. Am I sharing enough with you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, only enough to the, be relatable to many yeah, people who listen to this. But, but, you know, you get into that kind of lifestyle uh, that's driven. Mm. And boy, you want to talk burnout. That's exhausting. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, it, you know, because by the way, it's Sunday again. 
what are you going to say yep. this Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just you said it. <laughs> very specific feedback loops. <laughs> yeah, right. yes, yes. But, but in, in all seriousness, I think there, there is that sense of um, maturity that, that mm. James talks about um, that comes with discernment. Mm. And uh, that really does help so much in terms of um, things like I was just talking about, simplifying maybe life a little bit just having one or two, three priorities That's good. in the next five minutes, <laughs> not 10, you know, and I mean, right. Yeah. Let's just, you know, pace yourself a little bit. Um, yeah. Those kinds of things. That, that was important for me. That's you, Jay. Sometimes us? it's, yeah. it's simple practices universally yeah. applied. And I, I wonder if that that's part of number question number three of what does it look like to thrive for you? What's, what's kind of your working definition. Sure. Well, I already said bloom where you're planted. Um, the Bible says bear fruit. Mm. <laughs> How about that? That mm-hmm. might be a little mm-hmm. bit better. Uh, and and because I've often seen decisions and situations and people where fruit they are, there is no fruit, nothing. Mm. It's it's a it's a dead tree. Mm. You know, the, the fig tree needs to be pulled up if you know Jesus yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Scripture. But um, one of the things I think that uh, probably helped me as much as anything was um, I talked about Dallas Willard, Richard Foster. Did you ever read Celebration of Disciplines? Or oh, I I have that in my uh, in my car to do list. Okay. But I have it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. it, don't just put it on your Kindle. Yeah, but but you journal with it, and you know it. It again helps develop not only the prayer life, but. But boy, oh boy, you begin to start to see these different. And by the way, the word discipline is is tied into the same word as disciple. And if you're a disciple, then there's got to be a teacher. So who's your teacher, Sam? You know, you, you get it. going yeah. with this kind of thing. And and it really helped with renewal in my own life. Um, because here again, it wasn't just simplicity. It was things like, oh, it could have been, oh, listening. I mean, you can tell I'm a talker. I preach for a living. I, I, I live by the word. <laughs> sometimes it's in front of a church. Other times. Yeah, right. Sometimes it's just, yeah. But, but that was so important for me to learn how to bite my lip and how to listen. And mm. uh, that, well, Foster, again, would talk about the importance of something like fasting. And right away, you're thinking, right. well, wait a second, I don't do that. You know, I'm not going to give up cookies or you know, this or that. Yeah. He said, so try being quiet. Try turning off the TV. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I think I've, you're catching yeah. enough. No, you're right. And, and how about the thriving is the ability to be without comfort for a while. Yeah, yeah. Discipline and, yourself. Right. Yeah. And be okay. Because I think about like Jesus talked about the peace that passes understanding. Yes. Was it Jesus? I apologize. Yeah, Somewhere in the Jesus. New Testament. Um, no, I'm but, sorry. That was Paul. You're yeah, right. I thought I'm so. Sorry. Okay, so the piece of passive understanding will, will guard your heart. It's and and so the, the idea about that is is all peace is peace that passes understanding, right? Because Wait, if you hold, if you could understand Sam, it, go ahead. If you're gonna if you're gonna quote Paul, it's the peace of God. Okay, that passes all, right. all understanding. Okay. That's different from Sam's peace. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because mine is very easy to account. Like, well, why do you yeah. have peace? Well, look around me. I have this. I have yeah, this. Yeah. I can do this. Do, 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 do. Actual <laughs> peace is it's like kind of like my kids say, you know, like, well, I, I can't be brave. I'm scared. Like, well, you have to be scared in order to be brave. Otherwise, it would just be walking 
yeah. down the street, like with, you know, like we're walking, you know, in the park, it's not, you yeah. know, there, there's nothing there. So the peace that passes understanding is the, the peace, I'm of, God, strip, the peace right? of God. That's why it passes understanding. It's yes. the peace of God. I'm stripping away all the things that you would think okay. would contribute to my peace. Yes. Um, and then that, that's the thing that says when I, when I take everything else away, I'm still good. That's a really cool way to thrive. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, great. Question number four. You've talked a little bit about, you talked about celebration disciplines, a little bit of Willard as well. Yeah, yeah. But the question, fourth question is, what tools, resources, or strategies do you recommend? I'm, I'm thinking about a little bit of, our last question is going to be about encouragement for men to thrive, but sure. something tangible for them. And if there's a daily practice you have, or maybe another book, something where you say, hey, you can do this too. Here's maybe a good place to start. Yeah, um, it, it that's sort of there's a multi-dimensional or multifaceted really understanding of of resources. Uh, but but here we go. I, I think I get where you're going with this. Is is I think it's important to start. Remember we talked about your strengths, mm. uh, mm-hmm. your the gifts. And, and by the way, they're back to like the peace of God. These strengths are God given. Right. Uh, that you have, that only you have, Sam. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're, they're, they're gifts, the competencies, the skills that you've been given. Um, those are the kinds of things that I, th- I think is important to start with and then to start great. naming them and, mm-hmm. and, and then claiming them mm-hmm. is, is gift that get, that only I have that have been given to me for this particular reason or this particular day or this particular time, whatever that may be. Great. Now, with that said, um, a little grace <laughs> goes a long way. Back to your son <laughs> uh, who says, well, I, why can't I be scared or whatever? I don't want to be scared. You know, I look at grace also as a form of courage. Uh, that's been given mm. to us. I mean, people look at grace and, and redefine it and, and describe it in all kinds of different ways. But but grace has always empowered me. How about that? Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's a gift of God that I can't describe coming from anywhere else, not a box of cereal or a commercial yeah. on TV or anything. You know, okay. I love it. No, I, I think what you said about the, in particular, naming the strengths and yeah. accounting, yeah. accounting for them and, and, giving gratitude uh, for where they came from, from whom they came. Uh, Those things can be really important. I I thought of this a while back when I was thinking about why our next generation doesn't have um, a a real self-esteem, right? Something that's rooted in actual, you know, you can point to it, you know, there's, there's some competencies there. And I thought of the phrase that competence leads to confidence, but when you haven't named your competence, then it's then the confidence is on sinking sand, and there, you really don't have that there. So I think you're, you're what you're talking about there of really being grateful for and naming the strengths that we have, or the gifts, or agency, or whatever it is. Uh, that's a great first step for people to say, wait. And then and this goes into our mentoring, right? So like, wait a second, yes. I can't. I can do these three or four things pretty well. I'll, I wonder if other people want to find out about them, or <laughs> you know, want to learn them, or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now we see why well, everybody could be a mentor. Yeah. If, if you if you start with that accounting for what's in your toolbox right here, uh-huh. which is a that's great advice. Well, and and it is a bit different from from coaching. You know, coaching was sure. very much in a fad for a mm-hmm. long time, and may mm-hmm. still be. Uh, and, and again, I'm not 
putting setting that aside as much as to say with mentoring it it really does have a, a clear direction like when we were just talking about the peace of god mm-hmm. it passes all understanding because it's based on faith now you're talking about confidence well confidence comes from the latin confidare which means to have faith with mm-hmm. so confidence yes. is having faith okay yeah. now who do you have yeah. faith in where's your <laughs> faith let's talk about where that comes okay this is the preacher in me, but but again, or the mentor. But again, I, I like to Good. take words and what the discussion has to say, and and again, begin to apply it. Uh, we talk about bring my wife in, and I said, well, we've been married fifty years. Love. Let's talk about love uh, and, mm. and the importance of that, and and you know, on and on you go. And and by the way, Christian love is different from stupid stuff you see on Hollywood, Hollywood you know well <laughs> yes. it's sacrificial That's lowercase love. love yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. no it's sacrificial totally, totally. and and by the way sacrificial mm-hmm. is sacred love so off we go that's it all right awesome <laughs> uh last question then before we get to our bonus question is oh, no. uh, is what um what encouragement do you have for guys who maybe not aren't thriving um, but they want to, uh, or who have kind of been down that road, maybe hit some 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 speed bumps uh, that it's worth doing. Sure, it's um, here again. I'm thinking of, and I'm drawing a blank on the name of the old um, saint or whoever it was who said, uh, uh, "Pray where you are and not where you aren't." Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it was a saint or a pastor or whatever, but we'll canonize him right now. That sounds great. Where what? I said, we'll canonize him right now. He Can- sounds, sounds, Saint Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he said, pray where you are, not where you aren't. That's and good. and I think that's so true. Um, with with something like what we're talking about is begin where you are. Um, and and you know, I, I'm not um Tom Brady. Did you know that? <laughs> you know, I'm Robin Jennings. Yeah, I played high school football. Uh, what else do you want to know? <laughs> but so you start where you are and take uh, you know, again you've heard about taking inventory of yourself and that, and that, that is important. Um, but, but here again, we're connecting ourselves to this, um, energy found through the power of the spirit, the force that is not, may the force be with you, but it is, it is this Holy spirit who relates and unites us to God's will. And with that said, um, I want to say before we can do the work of God, allow God to do some work in you. Mm. And that's good. That that's sounds like it's shift. ordered appropriately. Yeah, that's a shift. Yeah. Yeah. And, and very much paradigm, so. a pivot, we would say mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. that, that really does take place. And okay, now where's God at work in me right now? That's good. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. That's good. All right. Very cool. Last question, a bonus question. Uh, who's somebody else we should be talking to who is thri- is thriving in life or uh, as a father? Say that one more time. Who should who's, we be talking? Who's somebody else we should have on the podcast who is thriving in life or uh, as a dad? That's alive. That would <laughs> be preferable. Saying, it's much easier for a budget. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a, there again a good question. I've got a, a friend of mine. I could contact I, you. So this is a this. I do. I get a a. a prize or a yes a, you do yeah <laughs> a commission do oh, i get, you a, get commission? a commission of all of the money we're going to pay that person as well you'll get a percentage no, of that a, 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 because when i say alive or dead i've got i've got both <laughs> friends yes, yeah. are, and and one who is alive and i'll tell you in a second about 
another, but this guy that's alive, we were in a small group together. His name's mm. Lee Balkum. Mm. And, and Lee's written several books on thriving. Very nice. And by the way, he just moved to South Carolina. He left Louisville, if you can believe it, uh, to his hometown in uh, South to be back with family and all that kind of nice. stuff. But yeah. he's thriving. He's thriving. And if you want awesome. me to give you his contact, I will. Yeah, yeah. I'll email you afterward. We'll get it. We'll get okay. them all sorted out. That's awesome. Good. Um, Good. Robin, awesome speaking with you. We're going to link to uh, resources and everything where people can um, can find your books, get in contact with you, uh, all those sorts of things as we go. But mostly uh, just I'm grateful for your time, your your willingness you. to uh, to mentor others uh, so that you can be an example as well, because that's the most important legacy we leave others is our example. Sure. Sure. And uh, it's just been a ton of fun hanging out. So thanks so much for spending time with us today. Sam, thank you. One last thing though, is a landing page. I have a landing page for this group that is listing. Only. Very nice. Go. I'll take <laughs> and it. Let's get this. They get a free gift. This is free. It's not a bonus. It's free. Uh, it's it's Robin, R-O-B-I-N-T is in Tom Jennings, mm-hmm. J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S.com. And then there's a slash guided reflection. Very and nice. It's a, guided reflection. It's a, a four-week download that they can bring that that is is things that I've written that tap mm-hmm. into this understanding of the books that I've read of, of vision, uh, the renewal of the mind, bearing witness, and becoming mentors. Those four awesome. weeks. It's a four-week study. So there you go. Robin T. Jennings.com slash guided reflections. You got it. We're on it. Thanks, Robin. Thank Have you, awesome Sam. Day. Enjoyed it. Same to you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much to Robin Jennings for joining us. Had a ton of fun uh, meeting him and getting to uh, learn more about what he's done. Uh, definitely check out the show notes for today's episode to be able to find links on the to the books that we talked about, including his three books uh, and the most recent one, of course, The Letter to the Church and the Next Generation. Uh, make sure you uh, are able to learn more about him, follow up with him as well uh, on all the stuff he's putting out and I uh, really encourage you to, if you don't have a mentor, to try to seek one out uh, and to be able to dig into this idea of mentorship. There are certain times in my life where I know I I wish I would have had one, uh, just somebody to bounce ideas off of, be able to learn from uh, along the way. And uh, it's, it's a really big deal. So uh, if you have questions about that or need help with that, uh, maybe finding one, uh, you can uh, reach out uh, to me at sam at madeathrive.coach. Uh, and uh, following up on on Robin's suggestion is uh, really looking for ways to be a mentor. Maybe starting in your in your church or at your work, at your job, or uh, maybe in your house. Uh, maybe thinking about parenting as mentorship as well. Um, there's so there's a ton of value there, not just for the person who's receiving the mentorship, but also for the person who is guiding along the way. Um, so. Looking forward to our next conversation uh, coming out every Monday uh, as we are walking through uh, the, the variety of ways we can show up more and more uh, as men uh, in our homes, in our careers, and in the world at large. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Made to Thrive. Check out madetothrive.coach for resources and coaching to help you thrive in every area of your life. And get your free assessment at amithriving.com. Talk to you soon.